What's up, guys? Welcome back to the All In Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to inside sales, and it's your one stop for all audio training on setting, closing, mindset, time management, and overall how to become a top performer. This is the podcast to tune into if you want to elevate your game and perform at the next level. All right, let's get to it. The only question that matters is what's the difference between you now and the person you need to become to achieve your goals, okay? So your goals are always a result. The big catch-22 of achieving any goal is that it's not actually the goal. Let that sink in for a second. It's a result, it's a byproduct, okay? Selling well is never the first step. It's never the goal. It's never what you were trying to achieve. It could have been where you were, where you started, but when you, if you achieve the goal, it wasn't because you just, you sold well. Does that make sense? Because, because the achievement of any goal is always a result of who you are. Anything you get in this life is a result of who you are at your core. Everything you've received up to this point, everything you haven't, everything you've accomplished, everything you haven't accomplished. It's not, it's not the result of circumstance. It's not the result of luck. It's not the result of timing. It's not you being in the right place at the right time. You know, it's the result of, of you. Does that make sense? Like you could take a Michael Jordan and put him on any team and he would have achieved significant success. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It wasn't about Chicago. It wasn't about Phil Jackson. It wasn't about, those things helped, but but five championships or six championships, it would have happened. Do you get what I'm saying? Because the, the success was the result of what? Yeah, it was, it was a result of him. Do you get it? It was the result of his mindset. In fact, your body is a reflection of your mindset, right? I'm skinny and don't lift weights. But if you took Axel's brain and put it in my body, my body would become like Axel's body. Do you see that? Do you understand? It's a mindset. It's an attitude. His, do you get what I'm saying? I don't like lifting big weights all the time. But, but do you get what I'm saying? Okay. Everything in life is a result. Do you get it? Okay. And it's a result of who you are. So in that sense, the only way to accomplish any goal or to achieve it, you have to change who you are. Because if you are capable of accomplishing the goal as the person you currently are, then it wouldn't be a goal. Why not? Because you can achieve it. You would have already achieved it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like obviously, hey, I'll use the weight example of, uh, you know, or weight training example, fitness example. Like if Axel, obviously it would have to be a goal for me to change my fitness level, right? And the reason I'm not that fit is why? No, even if it is my goal, like I make, I make a decision right now, hey, I want to, I want to be fit like Axel, okay? So if that's my goal, the reason I haven't achieved that goal is because, no, see, that's the trick. It's not about doing. Doing no, is re- good, good, good. Doing is a result of who you are. Okay, so think of it like this. Your thoughts determine your desires. Your desires control your decisions. Your decisions control your habits. Your habits become your character. And your character gets you everything in life. Not just stuff. In fact, most importantly, not stuff. Do you see what I'm saying? It gets you everything. Okay? So if Michael Jordan's thoughts... were Michael Jordan's thoughts were as much of an anomaly as he was an anomaly. Do you understand? It always went to basketball. It was hyper-competitive. Everything was a contest. Betting was a contest. He was so disproportionately optimistic that he thought he would win at everything, even flipping a freaking coin. Do you understand? 
Literally, he would, he would lose tens of thousands of dollars on bets with flipping a coin with some security guard. Does that make sense? Like was so, it was his mindset, it was his attitude. So his thoughts control his desires that he builds an appetite. If you think about basketball all day, guess what you're gonna wanna do? Okay, any single person in this room would play basketball after a couple hours and you'd be like, that was fun, I'm good. Okay, four hours, you're like, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> Eight hours, you're like, this is stupid. I'm throwing up, I don't wanna be here, my legs are like spaghetti, okay? 12 hours, you're like, this is just, just, just torture, you know what I mean? Just get me off of this court, this is a prison, okay? Wake up the next day, do it again. Do you get it? Okay, some would say you have to be a freak, okay? <laughs> Um, I've learned in just my own study, in the study of, of this pursuit, this concept of success, that there is always, not like sometimes, there is always a unique um, mindset behind success. In fact, the irony is something like this. Like you look at someone who's achieved some high level of success. You look at like an Eric Corbridge, you look at a rep who's going out there and just throwing deals at right and left. And you're like, dude, I wanna do that. I wanna do it, okay? Well, to do it, you have to be it, okay? But at your core, when you hear their thoughts, you think, I don't wanna do that. <laughs> That's my experience every single time. I think, I wanna do what Michael Jordan's done. And then you hear the way he thinks and you're like, That's a little weird. That's a little off. Yeah, he's wrong about that. That's a little extreme. Yeah, this, this Jeff Bezos character is pretty like outland, pretty like lopsided. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? And you see these people and you're like, and, and, and you're like all excited at first and then you dig in and you're like, dude, they're kind of a freak. And you'll find that every time, every single time if you dig hard enough. Because it's no coincidence that, that the people who accomplish anomaly type things have anomaly type mindsets and if you agreed with them you'd already be like them and you'd already achieve what they're achieving let that sink in you understand there's a reason you disagree with them there's a reason you think you you think that they're wrong about life you think i would take it far but i wouldn't take it that far that's a little too much like michael jordan you're a little that was rude that was a little too shrewd you hurt his feelings. Do you see what I'm saying? And you might think that. And in your attempt to think that, you're actually separating yourself from him. And you're, you're, you're setting the standard for, for the results you get. And a lot of people, they hold on to these core beliefs. Like, hey, these, these, are, my, these are my values. This is my way of thinking. And they don't realize that at the end of this chain is their results. And so they're sitting here stuck, like damned, okay? And they're saying, I want to change my results, okay? And the problem with this is, is that they can't until they, start, until they change the thing that, that will really change them. Do you get it? And they won't let themselves change it. They won't let themselves think at a higher level. Why? Because they disagree with it. Do you see what I'm saying? So what do you think when someone gets to this moment, they have a goal, they've got something they want to accomplish, they want to change the results, and they can't move, they, they, they keep hitting this wall, keep hitting the ceiling, what are their, what are their results? What, or what are, what, are they, uh, what, what are their most natural tendencies? In this situation, when someone hits this moment, hits this wall, what do they start doing? Falling back. Good, yeah, and this kind of goes back to the whole like motivation conversation, which is a, a conversation I have, I hear frequently. It goes something like, ah, I need motivation. Why do they talk so much about motivation? Because they think the solution is just pure grit. Okay, now, here's the thing about motivation. Motivation is actually a complete myth, okay? And that sounds really odd coming from someone like me, right? Like, Josh, what do you mean it's a myth? It's, it's a myth, believe me. It's a myth because, because if I try to look like 
Axel and try to lift like the way Axel lifts, what's going to happen? I might make it a week or a couple weeks. And if I'm really gritty, I might make it like, you know what I mean? Like a short period of time. But eventually what's going to happen? I'm just going to go back to my default setting. Like I can raise my standard temporarily, but if I don't like going to the gym, eventually what's going to happen? If I'm like every day, I'm like, dude, I hate this. This is miserable. Like why do I just sit here and I push this, these metal weights around? This is so foolish. I feel, oh, I, you know what I mean? Like why do I do this, okay? And I can raise my standard and I can do it temporarily and then what's going to happen? Yeah. Dude, study human history. You'll see this a million times. Like, go to the gym January 7th. Holy hell. The parking lot's like overflowing. You're like, this is stupid. Okay? I'll just come back in March. This is ridiculous. I can't even, like, you're waiting in line to get to the treadmill. You're like, this is really. Can you guys just all quit right now? Because you guys aren't going to make it a few months. You know what I mean? Let's just come back in March. When you guys have all quit. Because people can change what they do, but it's always temporary until they change what they want. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. Now, only if I succeed in changing what I want, in changing my core beliefs, and changing my values, and changing the way I identify myself, the way I brand myself. Like, no, I'm a gym guy. I like going to the gym. Like, I buy shoes to go to the gym. I think this is my goal. This is who I am. This reflects who I am. And it's not until I start thinking that way and I rebrand my image of who I am in my core that I'll ever have that, that fitness or that health. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so if I want to change now, apply this concept to the same principle of like producing or achieving any goal or sales. Let's talk about sales. What does this have to do with sales? Everything, basically. I mean, the, the mentality, if you, know, if you want to get to that, that high level, you have to, it has to be in your head. Okay, good. So if it's not motivation, if it's not, then, then how do you do it? I'll tell you guys a secret. I'll tell you guys a hack in life. And I'm being totally serious. If you want to become good at anything, this is the hack. This is the formula that everyone achieves high-level success in anything. And they do it. Um, usually they do it unconsciously. Like Michael Jordan didn't realize he was creating this obsession for basketball. He didn't realize that he was like encouraging those thoughts right he didn't realize that he was like moving in that direction he 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 became that way as a byproduct of all these inputs but the hack is this before this even happens there's a bunch of inputs okay this is what what was this bubble confidence your thoughts default who you are good these are your thoughts okay if you have not written this down in your notebook you're missing it Just this concept right here. This is, this is worth thousands of dollars, this idea. If you understand this concept, it's worth thousands of dollars for you, okay? Because most people are totally unintentional about it, okay? So they go to the gym and they think, I don't like this place. This is ridiculous, it's gross. I don't have fun here, I don't enjoy this. It hurts, my body hurts. The whole time I'm doing it, my body's telling, st telling me, stop doing this, stop doing this, okay? Um, and you have to understand, every time I'm thinking that, what am I doing? You're not being it. I'm shaping my desires. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm like shaping my, my wants. I want to be home. I want to be on my phone. I want to sit on the couch. This is uncomfortable. Do you get it? Okay. And so my thoughts create a desire, and my desires shape my decisions. Now they can change my, I can change, I can bypass my desires and change my decisions temporarily, but it won't last. Do you see what I'm saying? In the end, people always do what they want. Do you get it? 
So you can force a customer to sign a contract, but it won't really work, right? Eventually, they're gonna cancel. They'll find a way. They'll get, get out of it. The only way to win is to help shape what they want. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you understand? Okay. If they want it, guess what? They're gonna get it whether, whether they sign the contract or not, okay? Thoughts become desires. Desires become what? Decisions. Good job. Decisions, like, like should I go to the gym or should I not go to the gym, right? Should I go home right now or should I stay at the gym? Should I go run a mile or not run a mile? Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. Should I should I call these customers back? Should I should I? Do you get it? She told me she's not interested. Should I hang up, let her go, or should I actually find a way around this? Should I try to build more value? Do you get it? Should I redirect those decisions? Okay. Those decisions lead to what? Action. Good. Sure. That's great. Yeah. So. So if I, yeah, if I want to, if I crave the gym, I want to go to the gym, I decide to go to the gym and now I execute on this, on this, on this want, okay? Okay, I'm writing sideways, sorry. You execute on it, you can act, you can, okay. Actions become what? You get it? Dude, now it's game over. If you get to this point, it's game over, okay? If I take a stupid hobby, okay? I don't care, name, name like a hobby and I'll tell you if it's a good example. Model Just railroading. Model railroading, okay. <laughs> Can you win at model railroading? Could you like, probably not. No, there's no, there's no contest here, no, yeah, okay. No, Give me another one that you could like measure success really well. Just mountain biking, great example. Okay, okay. I wanna become a high level mountain biker, okay? I'm telling you, I know how to do it. And, you can, and I know how to do it in a concentrated period of time faster than probably anybody you know, okay? And here's the formula. Do you get it? Okay, you want extreme results you want to get really good at mountain biking, okay? This is it. Okay, I watched my, I watched my eight-year-old go through this process just like six months ago, okay? Um, he, uh, he would get home from school, do his homework, get on his little bike, start riding around until it was dark, come inside, Mom, can I watch YouTube videos of biking. mountain biking? He wants to see the most extreme, crazy stuff. How do they do it? That's insane. Um, he wants to watch movies about mountain biking. He wants to read books about mountain biking. I'm not kidding. You understand? Okay, so for, for probably five months, it will, we build a track. And for five months, my son goes out there every single morning, 7 a.m., and does the track and sets his own goal. I want to ride the track every day as a minimum. You know, Sunday morning, we're going to church, and he's out there riding his, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, then he'd get home and do it again, do it again, do it again, okay? Okay? His big brothers are, like, at a whole other level, Okay? I'm on this uh, trail in Granite Bay, and um, and we're taking a mountain biking class, and his older brothers are jumping off of this rock. It's probably four feet off the ground, and they're coming down, and just one by one, boom, boom, boom. I have a bunch of kids, okay, <laughs> and um, and then Field comes, my youngest or my second youngest son, eight years old. Okay, the wheels on his bike are this big. Okay, no chance. Just launches it, sends it, you know what I mean? But he's gotta, he, he had to like, I'm like, bro, you don't need to do this. There's a, you can go right around the rock, gets up, doesn't cry, doesn't miss a beat. And I'm like, you can tell a kid like, dude, hey, calm down. I'm like, or you could like, when they're really sad, you could try to console them. 
But if they have this process, you don't have to. He literally gets up on his bike. I'm like running over to him. Are you okay, Field? Are you okay? He gets up on his bike and he starts writing. He's gone before I can really even like talk to him. He wants to keep up with his brothers. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. I just approved the principle. I could call my wife right now and just, just talk to her on speakerphone. Just be like, hey, I want to chat with you. I'm giving you a training right now. I want to talk to you about field with mountain biking. So how, what happened there? What was going on? Oh, he was, what's the word? Obsessed. He was obsessed. Okay. Okay, you watch this kid who couldn't do like things, you know what I'm saying? Like, to, to like, I get home, I'm pulling up on the driveway, and feeling feel like on eight years old is doing a standing, uh, slow wheelie better than I could. Does that make sense? Eight years old. Now, you could try to teach your kid how to do a slow standing wheelie like that, do you know what I'm saying? And it's really hard, really hard. It'll take days, it'll take like, You'll have to overcome fear. You'll have to like, no, keep going. And you ever see a parent do that where they like force it upon their kid and it's miserable. The whole experience is miserable. Guess what? You don't even have to if you understand these. Do you get it? Do you understand? Everything in life, everything is a result of these. Do you get it? It all starts here. Because you don't come in from the side and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to change my habits. It's too late. <laughs> like, you're an alcoholic, okay? And unless you change everything about who you are, you're not going to stop being an alcoholic. Do you get this? You ever seen this process? You've ever seen? You're a bartender. You've seen this process. This is a painful process. And if you watch someone, this can work against them really quickly. If you watch them, they don't control their thoughts. They don't control their desires, they, can, they don't control their actions, they don't control their habits, and now they've become something they don't want, okay? But you change them from the inside out, you take, you, take, you take someone else's brain and put it in that alcoholic body, their body will go through the shakes, they'll go through all the withdrawals, it'll be miserable for this person, okay? But guess what? They'll totally make it, 100%. Why? Because, because, do you get it? It's because it's all about up here. Because I'm not an alcoholic. Do you understand? And so, uh, being an alcoholic is not about, it's not about the physical addiction. Do you understand this concept? Do you get that? This is a sensitive subject, and I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be brash about it. It's actually a really important one. I've seen this battle fought and lost many times because someone can't play this game. They don't understand what they're dealing with. They're playing with fire and they can't understand it, right? You've seen kids get into drugs they can't handle, right? And we've lost friends. I'm sure we've all lost friends because of this, this, this process, okay? And you're playing this game whether you want to play it or not. You're doing it all the time to yourself because guess what? Try to get your brain to stop working. Try to get it to stop thinking thoughts. It won't happen. I can meditate for 30 minutes and I'm like, shut up brain, shut up brain. Doesn't work. My brain's just cranking, you know what I mean? And your brain's doing the same thing all the time. And so if you're not controlling it, then it's controlling you. Do you get it? So you're gonna get the results one way or another. You're gonna go one direction or another direction. The best thing you can do is be intentional about it. Is to say, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna choose to become obsessed with mountain biking or whatever the goal is. Do you get it? Okay, so now apply this to your job. You want results? How about this, start here. What do you want to change? Like you look at, you look at these, some of these guys that, that sell so many deals and you wonder how do they get these results? How do they succeed at that level? How do they crank out that type of volume? Like, what are they doing that I'm not? And the natural tendency is to think, oh, they're saying something different. I need to say what they say. Good luck. I've seen that play out. Okay? You take a rep that throws down and gets consistent results. Take a rep like Tanner Huber, 
or Cody, this kid Cody. Um, Tanner, you know, closing like eight solds a week. Okay. Okay, so solds like pendings are like eleven. Okay. So if he's getting eight solds. You could take everything, you could just record what he says and say it, and what will happen? You'll be lucky if you get two. Do you get it? Why? That doesn't even make sense. Explain that to me. His goal wasn't to sell high deals, his goal is bigger than that. It's good. Because good. you follow him on Instagram, he's always talking about. I'm not talking about sales, it's we've got bigger goals than that. Good. Good. You can see it. Other ideas? If you focus on the sale, you're just focusing on the sale. Your thing to focus on is changing the person's thought. So you're talking them through a process to change their thought instead of actually sell them the object. So you're kind of selling an idea good than the actual object good I, I love that you're applying this to the customer that's really helpful because the customers going through this process right if you become one of these inputs to their thoughts you'll get the results okay but but I want to talk more about you I want to talk more about you not getting your results the goal, results you want so think for a moment real quick here with this job what's your biggest goal and I want you guys to all write it down take a minute and say I want to achieve this. This is the this is the this is what I'd like to accomplish. Whatever it is, it could be financial independence. It could you know it could be security. It could be I want to turn this into a career. I want to make X amount of dollars. I want to sell X amount of deals. I want to. Did you get it? Top rep. I want to be the. You know, best in the company, I want to be the best in this office, I want to be the best inside sales rep, I want to set records. Okay? Colby, you got an idea? Yeah. Can we talk about it? Yeah, that's fine. What's, what's the goal? Uh, I want to be a customer service manager by the end of the year. Okay. Okay, so from where you are to that goal, there's a gap, and there's always a gap, a delta. Okay? And there has to be a delta. I, I call it the contradiction. There's a contradiction between who you are and what you want. And there has to be, otherwise you'd already have it, right? And so what does that tell you if you are here and your goal is here? What does that tell you? I gotta make some changes, you know, I gotta make sure I'm ready to take on those. Because if I'm here, I'm only taking on things that I'm capable of doing here. I want to be able to take on those tasks or you know, those capabilities that someone on this level can take over. So I have to make changes, you know, mentally and you know verbally and everything to make sure I can take those higher level tasks or anything like that. Do you guys get it? Okay. Like you have to become a customer service manager before you become the customer service manager. You get it? Right? You have to act like it. You have to learn those skills. You have to develop things you don't have. And here's the thing about BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals, <laughs> is that BHAGs force you to change. It's one of the most beautiful experiences, and everybody hates it. We like, changing is the hardest freaking thing in this world. It is miserable. Some, some religions uh, call it repentance, to like change the way you think. It's miserable. Okay? And it's so hard that when you come up against the ceiling of your own potential, you'll change everything else before you change yourself. You'll change your girlfriend, you'll change your you'll move three times, you'll quit your job. Like that's the solution. Because that's quitting your job is a lot easier than, than manning up and, and repenting or becoming a better version of you. Do you see what I'm saying? And so you'll do that three times. You see that in life. If you're looking at someone, coming from someone who's done thousands of interviews, you'll see it over and over again. Well, someone will progress to a certain point, and then they'll plateau. And then they're like, eh. And then it's just like, 
next job, next job, next job, next program, all over the place, and they can't find it. And they think the solution is, I gotta find my passion. I gotta find what I love to do. No, 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 you don't get it. You're already on the basketball court. You're, you're already in the NBA. You don't have to like go become some real estate agent. <laughs> like you're on the court, what do you need to do? You need to learn to love basketball. You need to learn to love training. To like, you need to get obsessed with the sport you're playing. And they, and they say something like this, yeah, but I don't, what? I don't want that. Of course you don't want that. Of course you don't. If you wanted it, you'd already have it. You'd already be Michael Jordan. If you wanted to train for 12 hours a day, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You're sitting here because there's a contradiction between who you are and what you want. The only way to get what you want, I'm just, I'm just the hard truth reality. I'm just gravity telling you that the only way you're gonna get what you want in life is to change who you are. And I'm telling you, you've already, you don't need to quit your job three more times. It's not gonna <laughs> solve the problem. I've never told this to any of the people I've interviewed. I've wanted to, but you know, I don't think it's appropriate. But, um, no, the solution is what? The solution is to get obsessed with the game you're playing, to get all into it. And everyone will tell you, no, 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 slow down, take it easy, relax, find balance. That's their best argument, balance. Dude, I've never met anyone who accomplished anything significant whose mantra was balance. Try explaining balance to Michael Jordan or you know some high achiever. Pull Oprah aside and sit her down and be like, Oprah, I think you're taking this TV show thing a little too serious. You know, you need to slow down. Like a magazine, you know, like three TV shows and a, your own private channel and your, you know, this is a little too much. You know what I'm saying? Slow down. Uh, tell Elon Musk he needs to find balance in his life. Do you know what I mean? It, it's not the recipe. It sounds good, but it's not the formula. It's not the formula for happiness. It's not the formula for joy or fulfillment. Because at the end of this path is success. You know how, how exciting my son gets talking about mountain biking now? He literally can start shaking, okay? He, like, he'll, he'll do good in school. He'll get his grades. He wakes up, he brushes his teeth. He does his 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups, then makes his bed and does all this stuff, then goes mountain biking. Do you get it? It's a motivation for him. But you, you, you don't want to take that away from him. Do you get that? You don't want to like rob him of that. Okay? And it's not who he is, it's who he became. Do you get that's the trick? Right? Everybody looks at these kids who are like some prodigy at something, and they think, dude, dude, he was just made for this. He was made for this. Like, he was born playing the piano. No, he wasn't. Have you ever seen a baby play the piano? It's freaking hard. Like, they, they became that way. Do you get it? And so if you want this result, you have to become that. Do you get the concept? Okay? So how do you do that now? You've got a goal. You've got clarity. You know what, what it is that you're trying to achieve. And you know in what way you're off from that goal. Okay? And there's this delta, the gap between who you are in your current form and who you need to become. And instead of looking around and saying, I need to change X, Y, or Z, you just say, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm sick of this crap because that doesn't work. What am I going to do? I'm not going to change all that other stuff that doesn't matter. I'm going to change the one thing that will actually determine my results. Do you not like that idea? I don't know. I'm just... <clears throat> I think I understand your point about nobody accomplishes anything really tremendous without with the mantra of balance I think you need to have balance in life but I think your your point is and correct me if I'm wrong is that that can't be our focus is balance because I think I think you need to be passionate about something or other, otherwise you're not going to accomplish anything great but I think people tend to burn out too if they don't have some sort of good job Quality, but good job. Okay, can I be? Can I be? Can I be really candid here? I love you, and I'm, I'm trying to like address it, a really important issue. This is the I don't want it though. This is the when you do a deep dive, like you look at someone who's accomplishing something that you want to accomplish, and you're like, okay, so I want this goal, 
And then you find someone who's up there playing at that level who's achieving that goal. Right? You sit down with Tanner Huber and you're like, dude, I want that. And then you dig in and you talk to Eric Corbridge for long enough and you hear the thought and you're like, Eric, I'm on board with everything that you believe and you say, but I don't, I'm not on board with that. That's a little extreme for me. That's a little too much. Do you get it? My comment early, but let me help you here. Yeah. I had this conversation, this exact debate, in a really interesting conversation um, with, the, with the man I really admire just down the street from here. And I was sitting in a room with a, with a bunch of leadership. And this man, who's probably like one of my heroes, comes in. And this is the first time I've ever even had the chance to be in the same room as this man. And he's giving a, 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 a lesson and at the end of the lesson, we get to ask him questions. And I ask him basically the question you just asked me. I just brought up the whole debate. And someone else articulated another question. And they said, when, expanding on this debate, and they said, how do we find balance? There's just so much to do. And the man at the front of the room, uh, David A. Bednar, said... And I quote, balance is a myth. He said, you need to find, you need to be, un, you need to be unbalanced, and I want to get this quote right, you need to be unbalanced in a balanced way. You need to be disproportionately unbalanced. Um, and I've worked on that idea for a really long time. Basically, it was saying, like, there will be seasons. There will be times in your life where you need to be disproportionately unbalanced in one area of your life, and times in your life where you'll be disproportionately balanced, unbalanced in another way. And in the end, it'll all balance out. There's a season to crank and get your goals, and there's a season to, to retire. And as an old man, you're going to probably sit back and think, I did a good job. I worked really hard. But that joy and that fulfillment is a reflection of the effort that, that someone put into it. I want to expand on the other part you brought up, which was burnout. A lot of people m misunderstand this, and they think that burnout is the result of too much effort. Right? They think that's the problem. They think, I put in too much effort, and so I'm going to get burned out. Right? That burnout is the result of too much. Now, there's a lot of people that would play with a Michael Jordan and they would feel burnout. There's a lot of people who would, who would play at the level of, like, you, you go and hang out with an Elon for an hour and you're like, this is a little too much for me. Right? And you do it for one day and you're like, that's exhausting. Right? Or you go and you hang out with an Eric Corbridge or a Tanner Huber and you're like, all right, I did it for one day and I'm exhausted. Okay. And so they think the result is burnout. Now let's work on this one. Where does burnout really come from? Thoughts. So even if you fail through actions, if you're in the right thoughts, you're still on the same path. And you can achieve results over and over and over. As long as your thoughts don't change, you'll keep on going down the path. You won't always succeed through your actions because you're applying what you're trying to do but as long as you have the right thought, you'll loop right back through and keep on going towards your result. Burnout would be right at the start of your thoughts. Good job. Good job. I've said that, that burnout is misalignment. Misalignment between someone's head, someone's heart, and their feet. When someone is, when someone's goal is here, and they're on Instagram, on a beach in Cancun, do you understand? You, you want to feel miserable? That's disalignment. When you create an appetite for something other than your goals, you're creating burnout. Do you get that? It's contradiction. It's, it's, it's contradiction at its finest. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and, and I think when we, when we refer to, it depends on how you define balance. So I'm, I'm defining balance as in not sacrificing things that are still important to us for the ultimate passion of that ultimate success with V3. Yeah. It's, it's like not sacrificing, you know, family. It's not a matter of time, but it's ignoring the other things 
that ultimately can catch up to you. Dave, you bring up a really good point, and I completely understand, and I've heard that argument before. Um, I've just never believed it. And coming from a person who's chosen the opposite strategy, I think the data supports the argument that the people who most often achieve success in multiple one area of their life are more likely to achieve it in multiple areas of their life. You ever see that? That You ever see the person, you're like, dude, how are you doing this all? Like, I honestly, I talked to my brother about this, this man, David Bednar, and my brother went to, uh, took a class from him in college. And, and my brother's like, like, Josh, you wouldn't believe it. The guy has gone to bed at, I think it was 9.15 for 23 years and hasn't missed a day. And he's just wildly successful in every area of his life. His marriage is legit. His career is legit. His, his education is legit. Do you understand? Like president of a college. Like the guy is totally successful. Anything he does, he goes all into it and then he achieves a ton of success. And it's the same principle I'm trying to teach my, my sons. It's, it's that, no, you don't have to sacrifice everything. That's part of the myth. Like everybody thinks, hey, like it doesn't even add up. That argument doesn't add up because you have people who have achieved absolutely nothing. And every single area of their life is in shambles, right? Their, their, their relationships are miserable. Their, their, their career is miserable. Their life is miserable, right? And anything they touch falls apart. Do you get it? And then you find these people that are just anomalies. And you're like, okay, so the argument is how do you have enough time to do it all? And I'll tell you, time isn't the secret. Because Oprah has 24 hours in a day. You know what I mean? Like, like Tony Robbins has only seven days in a week. The Rock only has seven days a week. And, and if he can manage to accomplish what he has in, in the short time that he has, then, then can't I? And I think that's my point. I mean, you're still taking time to go out with your kids and go mountain biking. Yet, you're all in, obviously. Be three. So that's my point, is you can't spend 24-7, go to bed at 9.15. You can't do 24-7 on what you're trying to accomplish. Otherwise, you do lose that motivation because these other things end up with negative results. Here's the part that, here's the, here's the, you bring up good points, but here's the That's, part that really matters. You, yeah. you, I understand your argument, and I think you bring I'm just, up some good I'm not, points. I'm not talking about changing mindset. You know, you're not. Talking, you're not. No, I'm talking about being passionate about, hey, my ultimate goal here with P3. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm going to yeah. find a way to, to maximize my time to get there. Yeah. And I'm going to be all in on it. But then I'm going to take an hour, you know. And you should. To you totally should. That's when I say balance. I think that's what we're talking about. Instead of sacrificing that hour with my family to go, you know, mountain biking or whatever, and working, I get, if I take that time, too, I'm gonna be better and even more motivated at the time that I'm concentrating on accomplishing things. Here's the problem with that argument. No, I, I get it, but here's the problem. Um, I've never seen anyone hold that mantra as their core belief and achieve high levels of success in any area. And here's the, here's the counter argument okay, to it. So then okay. yeah, redirect me then on what that should be. Um, you can, oh, well, and I'm not talking to you, because I don't want to, yeah. that's too personal, and I shouldn't, like, like, I want you to turn it off and have an amazing, you know, Sunday with your kids and just not even feel conflicted and not even worried about it. You shouldn't, like, be sitting there just focused on work. But I'll tell you what most people do is they sit there on their phone and they turn on the TV and they call that family time and they're seeking out balance and they've accomplished nothing. And I'm telling you that, um, I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen men who are amazing fathers while they're deployed in Iraq. You know what I mean? And, and, and they find a way to balance all of it. And I have no idea how they can have such a good relationship with their wife and not touch her or have a good relationship with their son or children and and do a you know a, a 30 minute zoom with them but here's the key there's no interruptions on those zooms there's no phone in between them and that kid and i've learned that part of this principle is obsession and all in so when i walk in at that walk in 
I have a shelf, and I put my phone on the shelf, and I turn it off because I'm all in on my kids. And I walk up to each kid, and I give them 15 minutes. I don't do it all right. 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. I go to one kid. I pick him up. I look him in the eye. It's 30 seconds. You know what I mean? I hold my five-year-old last night. He's laying in bed. And I walk up to him, and I hug him, and I kiss him. And I say, Peterson, I just want you to know, I love you so much. And he's like, Dad, you've told me that so many times. <laughs> and I want him to know that. And I, But that little, like, it, um, it's almost a principle of investing. Like in investing, you'll have you'll have like one good deal that will get you eighty percent of your portfolio. It's Prado's principle, right? And and you you start to understand that concept, and you do the all in thing every time, and you spend that like twenty second that twenty second conversation at the end of the night where I go from bed to bed to bed to bed. It's thirty seconds for each kid but it'll change their entire life. It'll literally rewire the, the, the chemistry of their brain. Their brains will be rewired for their entire lives. The science has already proven the concept that if I just spend 30 seconds with each kid at the end of the night, dude, it could be 10 p.m. and I go in there and I hug them, kiss them, tell them I love them. But I hear that argument of like, hey, I need to find balance or I need more time with my family. And I've just never seen it work. The people who approach that, they spend a lot of time with their family and, and and they don't have the results. You can be wildly successful uh, and, and in every area of your life. And I think people are more likely to accomplish significant things in every area of your life the more committed they are to this, to this concept. That's a tough one. Colby, I've been neglecting your hands no, for a long time. Good. I, I think, too, like to kind of like play off balance is a myth, you know, because you said something that kind of like was taught to me when I was to remission for my church is that I could, I'm gonna use you as an example, Axel. I could literally follow Axel's routine to get in shape and I could lose the weight. I could do that for two years and be like in the shape of Axel. But my thoughts and my desires and those aren't in it, two years later, I could be back to where I'm at right now. Balance is like, not like the biggest like, oh, I don't, I don't believe in it, but it's just like, it's something that doesn't exist if there's no thoughts and desires into creating that balance. Kind of like what you were saying with the phone. You create that thought and desire to put your phone to be with your children. And that's become a habit and those are the actions you put forward. That's what creates the balance. However, that balance does not exist if it's something that's like put forward. I could come to work every single day. I could throw down, I could follow Tanner's like, you know, everything to the T and potentially have the same exact success, maybe a little less. But if my thoughts and desires at the end of the day, I'm not going to continue to thrive and have that same success. Good job. And that's burnout. In fact, working out for 20 minutes when you don't have the appetite for it is burnout. Okay, so burnout is misalignment. And this is, some of what I said was controversial there just a few minutes ago when we were debating balance. Balance is a strong argument. And I said, it is the most valid argument the counter argument uses. Do you see what I'm saying? And it is, because it sounds really enticing. Who doesn't want balance? Balance sounds like equality. That sounds good. We're all for that, right? No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, you get it. And I don't want to get into the whole debate, but, but, but I'll, um, let me just take a step back. This part is not as, uh, I guess is, uh, debatable. Burnout is the byproduct of misalignment. It's doing something. It's having your feet where your heart and your head are somewhere else. Do you understand? You talk about mission. My job on my church mission was to go and I'd get a phone call in the middle of the night. No joke. Three in the morning. We need you to be 200 miles away. And we need you to help this young man who's really struggling. And I'd get a call and I'd get in my car and we'd drive two hours or whatever. Get over there. And my goal was to like calm this kid down and try to talk through it. And those conversations were life-changing for me because I would be in this situation where I'm doing something that I'm so passionate about. Like I felt like I was like doing something that was meaningful, something that was helpful. I felt like I was giving service to people who really needed it, okay? And it was like, I could cry just talking about it. I, it was like one of the best experiences of my life, okay? 
religion aside, just helping people is really important, okay? Um, and I'd become obsessed with it, and I loved it. It was meaningful, it was fulfilling for me, okay? I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to stop. And then I'd, and then I'd get this call and, and go visit this missionary who's like 19 years old, suicidal, miserable, talented, smart, born, you know, privileged in like upper middle class. And I'm like, what are you upset about? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is crazy. How are you? And I would like, and I, we talked for six hours and the goal was just don't let him hurt himself and don't let him leave the room. And so I'd sit there and like, I mean, one guy, I just played Monopoly with him, like one-on-one, like we played like three games (laughs) and I just tried to talk to him. Um, And, and I found out this principle really clearly in every case their head and their heart were somewhere else. It was like back home in Indiana. So this kid's like, dude, I want to be with my friends. I miss this. I miss that. I miss my car. I, you know what I mean? And I'm here stuck in the boonies in northern Idaho talking to Native Americans to try to help them stop drinking alcohol, whatever. And I don't like it. I don't, this isn't where my heart is. And so what, what happens? Huh? What happens here? He's miserable. I'm like, bro, I lived with those Native Americans for six months. This was my area. This was like the coolest experience of my life. I'd never seen anything like that. Like, and so I'm over here doing this. Like, dude, that was freaking amazing. And he's sitting over there just complaining. And I'm telling you, whether it's the gym or whether it's selling or whether it's mountain biking, it's all about controlling your mindset. And, and don't do it unconsciously. Don't do it on accident because everyone plays that game and they screw it up. What I'm telling you is it's as simple as saying this. I don't want um, – I want these results, so I'm going to change my inputs to get me those results. Do you get it, Jeff? I, I think it's also knowing that your mindset and your motivation is going to fail you at some point. Like you're going to have those days where you're just like, I'm not motivated, I'm not – so having those systems and processes uh, in place, to, like the discipline to fall back on, where when you're not, you know, when, when the motivation isn't working, you're like, well, I still have to do the same thing I have to do every day. So having that discipline down is, is going to, to help you get through those times when, when you're not motivated or yeah. not in alignment sometimes. I say motivation is a myth, not because it doesn't matter. It's just 10% of the equation. It's the, it's the part that starts the ignition, okay? It doesn't, it doesn't turn the flywheel on, right? So like, like when, they, when, they, uh, when they take a, a nuclear reactor, um, they fire a single electron into it. It's just one electron. It's no big deal. But they fire it right at an atom that's already tipped towards being unbalanced. And the equation begins, okay? Because this hits, it fires, it sprays off six more, hits, you know, and then just boom, boom, boom. And, you know, if you don't control that process, it, you, you get that process, you get life. Without that process, there's no energy, there's no sun, there's no life. If you screw that process up, you get Chernobyl, okay? You get a meltdown, okay? And, and so if you get addicted to the wrong things, you create all kinds of problems. If you control this process and you pump water in and cool it down and stay focused, you got, you got balanced success. You got success in any, any area of your life, okay? And so uh, controlling the inputs to that process is really important. Now, motivation is important because that's, you got to tell yourself, hey, you know what? I got to eat healthy or I got to go to the, I got to go running. And I don't want to run. Most of the time I put on my shoes, I'm like, I really don't want to do this. But it's just, but then I start running and I'm like, I actually want to run. You get it. So motivation is important. It's the start of the flywheel. Um, this, is a, this is a big discussion. We've already gone way over time. And I'll try to summarize it real quick here. Okay? The most important thing you can do is control the inputs to your thoughts. Everything in your life is a byproduct of your desires. And all your desires are being shaped for you rather than by you. And it's time to stop. Okay? You're not who you are because you want to be that person. You are who you are because 
Instagram mo is monetizing your data, okay? And you gotta make a conscious decision to say, listen, I'm not, I'm not gonna waste my time getting bad inputs, okay? What are these inputs? What dictates your thoughts? Who you're around, what you tell yourself. Dude, who you're around, man. The people you're around is, is probably one of the biggest, most important inputs in your life. Experiences. Good. Yeah, past results. What else? Or past experiences. Any idea? I like your guys' ideas. <laughs> right now, I'm just okay, good. Okay, good. No, you're fine. You're fine. Self-talk. Self-talk, dude, yeah. You, talk, you read about uh, psychology of selling. Brian Tracy talks about this endlessly, just like, I like this, I'm good at this, I can do this. You say that to yourself enough times, what happens? You will be it. Yeah, you'll believe it, you'll, you'll crave it, you'll I want it. Affirmations on my mirror in my bathroom if I want to do something. And good I job. Like wake up every morning and just right there. Good job. Yep. Any other ideas? What you read, what you watch. Environment, yeah. This is one of the most important ones. If I could give any single person in this room any single piece of advice, it would just be to read. Like read, like read all the time. If you're in your car driving, listening to the radio, or to, to you know, I don't know, T-Swift, it's not gonna help you. It's not gonna help you get your coals. You're just a leaf floating down a river at that point. And the world's just gonna shape what you want, and you're gonna end up somewhere you really don't wanna be. Do you get it? The things you watch, the people you're around, the things you hear are the most important things that you can control in your life. So, so turning on a good audio book that preaches the principles that, are trying, that will help you think the way you wanna think, think at this level to get those results is the eas easiest way to guarantee success. Um, control this part. Do not let anyone else, like don't let bad influences come in here. It can ruin anything. It can ruin. It can ruin a good marriage. It can ruin. It can ruin families. It can ruin everything if you let bad people, bad ideas, bad influences, bad books, bad movies, bad concepts. Dude, I I don't watch TV not because, you know, I don't have thirty minutes. I don't watch TV. I don't have thirty minutes, but I I don't watch TV because I can't afford these negative influences in my life. I can't afford the toxic communication, the, the negative way of thinking, the, the entitlement. I can't handle that. I don't want that. And so you're going to be really conscious about what goes into your head. Hang out with Grant Cardone. Like, hang out with him. Just, just read his books, you know? Uh, I'm hanging out with Abraham Lincoln, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Brian Tracy. I'm hanging out with these guys all the time. I literally feel like a relationship, like I feel like I know them, I feel like I understand them. And it's valuable because it shapes my way of thinking, it changes my thoughts, it changes my desires, and it changes my results. Thank you so much for your time. Sorry I went over.